Good morning, now we're family and guests. On behalf of Pastor Keith and Lady D, we want to thank you for being in the community, being in community with us to observe Holy Week with prayer, fasting, and preaching. The last seven words from the cross leading up to resurrection. Let's join our hearts and remember Isaiah 53 5. And it reads, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We have two of the last seven words from the cross today. After I have prayed, please stay online to hear Brother John speak. I am Pastor Ronji Nixon. Today we will look at the fifth last utterance, which is I thirst. And it comes from the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter, and the 28th verse, and it reads this way. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill Scripture, I I thirst. I thirst. Brothers and sisters, thirst is an experience that we have all been through. We have all thirsted at some degree. Perhaps there are those of you who have experienced what it's like to run on a very hot day. Maybe you played basketball in the sun. Maybe you were a track star. Maybe you played football in the sweltering heat. Or or maybe you just worked outside in your yard and you experienced thirst. So I think we can agree that we all know what thirst is, but did you know that thirst can be a very unbearable encounter? Many of us have not experienced thirst to the extent where it's been life-threatening. Many of us have not experienced what it's like to be stranded and to not have access to water. And, I, and nobody has experienced thirst in the matter of which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did. Our text points out that at this point, when he uttered these two words, he had been on the cross for about six hours. Now, brothers and sisters, I just want you to remember the beating, the torture that he endured. The severe treatment that Jesus went through would have surely depleted his body of blood and sweat. And he would be experiencing by now extreme dehydration. Jesus right now, he was experiencing a Roman crucifixion. Now, brothers and sisters, the Romans, they, how, they did not invent crucifixion, but they enhanced it. They perfected it. They took crucifixion to the next level. 
they could take a sufferer to the brink of death and hold him there for hours, even days on end. So it's important to understand what I thirst means. It's the shortest of the last seven words, but it is by no means less significant or less impactful. And here's just a few observations as to why I thirst is important. The first point is, it points to our reconciliation. It, 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 it points to Christ's thirst for our reconciliation to God. Christ had an insatiable thirst that we be reconciled with God. Christ thirsted that this broken relationship caused by our sin be reconciled with God, the holy God. Jesus said to them, here's an example in John chapter 4, verse 34. Jesus said to them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to accomplish his work. This was Christ's thirst. The next point I would like to point out is I thirst points to Christ's Fulfillment of scripture The scripture had to be fulfilled In Psalm 69:21, It says They gave me gall for my food And in my thirst They gave me vinegar To drink Now at the scene of the crucifixion There was a jar Filled with vinegar Sour wine and many would suggest that this was for the soldiers. It was a, an inexpensive way at which they can have a beverage. And others would suggest that this was offered to anyone who was about to experience pain to kind of stupefy them during the crucifixion. Now, you might wonder why the one who had the water that would end thirst. Remember Jesus and the woman by the well? Jesus said that he had water that if she drunk it, she would never thirst again. But here we have him at the cross saying, I thirst. Why? Why is this? It's, it's the same reason Remember the baptism when John the Baptist baptized Jesus? John the Baptist, he said, I should, you should be baptizing me. Yet you want me to baptize you? And Jesus says, look, John, just do it. Just baptize me for the fulfillment of Scripture. And this is why the one who had the living water, the one who had the water that would quench all thirst, uttered these words, I thirst for the fulfillment of Scripture. The third point is, I thirst points to Christ's humanity. I, I like the way Luke, the physician, paints the picture of Jesus. 
he carefully points out the birth of Jesus. He carefully points out Jesus in his youth. And he carefully points out how Jesus experienced hunger the way we do as, as humans. The scripture points out even his dreaded fear of the cross, of the crucifixion, of what was about to happen to him. Remember in the garden when Jesus said, Father, if you can let this cup pass from me. Remember that? This was Jesus in his humanity. And then these two words, I thirst, further points out that Jesus was fully man. Amen. He was fully man. So right about now on the cross, Jesus' throat would have been very parched. It would have been very dry. He would be experiencing fever. He would be experiencing dehydration. So it, it's important to understand Jesus' humanity because it points out that there is not one experience that we go through that he does not understand. There is not one experience that that the enemy can hurl our way that Jesus does not understand and that he has not been through. You know, we, we can't always say when someone is suffering, we can't always truly say that I understand what you're going through. I know what you mean. I, I, I know how you feel. We cannot always say that, but I submit to you that Jesus understands. Jesus knows how you feel. And then, brothers and sisters, my final point, I thirst points to Christ's deity. Yes, Jesus was fully man, but make no mistake about it, he is fully God. He is fully God. In the scripture, we hear Jesus pointing out, he, he referred to himself as the son of man. But you also have to realize that scripture calls him the son of God. And by being the son of God, he is God. Luke, the first chapter, verse 35, points out, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, who was this angel talking to? Mary. Who was this angel speaking about? Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, God. Now, just in case I still have some doubters out there, I have a silver bullet for you. I have an ace in the hole for you. I have a, an open and shut case. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1, it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then if you could jump down to verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, Glory as the only begotten 
of the Father, from the Father, full from grace and truth. Beloved, it is important to understand the deity of Christ. We must understand, first of all, that Jesus was not killed. Jesus' life was not taken from him. He laid down his life. The Bible says that at any time, there were 10,000 legion of angels at the ready to remove him from the cross. But Jesus chose to remain on that cross. Even though, and, and, and let me submit to you, even though Jesus said, I thirst, don't get it twisted. He, he is on the throne. And just because Jesus said, I thirst, does not mean that he had lost control. It does not mean that he was helpless. Jesus was in full control of the situation. And he was in full control of the situation because he is God. He is God. And he did all of this to fulfill scripture. He did all of this to fulfill prophecy. And only God has that power. Brothers and sisters, before I, I, I pray, I just want you to point out that that same power that Christ has is by far greater than any obstacle we can encounter. The blood of Jesus is by far greater than Romans. Amen? It is greater than cancer. It is greater than any weapon the enemy can throw our way. So be encouraged, brothers and sisters. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, our Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who uttered the words, I thirst. We just thank you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for just being you. We thank you for your righteousness. We, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for your greatness. We thank you for being on the throne. And it is this reason, Heavenly Father, that we are not afraid. Even in these times, Heavenly Father, we come to trust you. We trust you in your word, Heavenly Father. We trust you that your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So we thank you for this and your many other promises. I lift up to you, Heavenly Father, our family, our now NWCC family. I lift up to you the entire body of Christ. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you continue to comfort them. I pray that you continue to keep your arms around them. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you continue to order their steps in the way in which we should go. We don't know the, the way, Heavenly Father, but we know that you know the way. So be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And above all, Heavenly Father, we ask that you get the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.